What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the For Us Podcast, podcast for you. And for us. I like your dress. You do? I do. Why are you so shocked? Because you always tell me not to wear this dress because okay. it's kind of like, it's a little I don't bit low-cut. always, it's a strong word. <laughs> I just say, baby, is there anything else? But I like it today. Actually, you told me not to wear this on camera because it's like... Because it's like... Yeah, but now here I am. I like it because our guest, our very special guest, she has a dress on too and you guys are both... Yeah, guests. I wore a dress because she... Is a dress girly, okay. I feel like. Okay. Um, well, you guys are in for a big treat today. We're in for a, a, a treat as well. We are in Dallas. We're on the road. I keep saying it. We are not in our studio. I don't know when we'll be in our studio. They probably think that we don't or never will be yeah, at this I point. I want to be a professional podcaster, and I can't because I don't professional have Professional is crazy. Why is it crazy? That's just so funny. Is that a term? I'm using it. Okay. We're about to have some professional podcasters. That's true. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's like, they're like, can you just tell us who? Um, anyways... <laughs> You guys, you guys are in for a treat. Today we have Kaylin and Kyra Edwards, the Edwards family. We're in their living room. How Do they you? want to be the Edwards family? Still? I know. What are Come you guys? On now. What is, oh. Wait, I'm like, when should I start talking? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Hi. Oh, we're Hi. On. We're, yeah. we're good. Now. When should yeah, I start it's, talking? It's fine. And it's starting now. You know, you can call me K Money. K Money. Oh, I like no. that. K Money. K Dog. I brought out the. Some sneaks for y'all. You know, I don't wear sneakers. You're so not a you sneaker guy. He went street Kyra. style because y'all. And I went street style. <laughs> okay, and I tried yeah. to match your vibe. That's perfect. <laughs> That's a, okay. What do you consider your style to be? Um, I, I tried to go preppy in high school. Nice. And not tried, but he was. Yeah. Like wear suits to school. Yeah, suits. I used I to wear, wear dresses dress to school. Clothes. Uh -huh. I'd wear boat shoes, and we was nowhere near no water. Wow. So, you guys uh, went to the same high school? Or you didn't? No. Okay, oh. but did did he dress like that when you guys were dating the preppy? Oh yeah, before and while you we like were that? Dating. That's how I pulled her. <laughs> um, I thought it was different. Okay, I thought it was cute. No, 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 no. That's not really an answer. <laughs> different. What that mean? Was that good or bad? No, it's good. Yeah, I could, I could pull you in this. Oh yeah, well I dressed him. Dressed this is me. Nice. That's good. I've been seeing. Um, you guys been shopping at Lulu. Oh, yeah. So you got put on a Lulu. Hey. Been, okay, but here's the thing. I'm a Lululemon dad, but I can't be. You a are? Babe, like, you have. Finish. Okay. I have okay. one. I have two. Not you. I'm a Lululemon dad. Two. I have two things. I have two things, and I consider myself a Lululemon dad. Okay. I think about your first piece, you were like Lululemon guy. I can't tell me nothing. $150 for some shorts? Okay. Period. If you Done. don't have the little bag, we reject your membership. I don't have a bag. Honestly. And I think all of you guys have a bag. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, do you carry the, the bag, like, from Lulu, from Lulu as a tote at all? I think I've done it once or twice. You can have an honorary membership. The, yeah. the red bag? Yeah, or any. The red like or a, black one. Yeah, whatever color. Yeah, can I be honest? I used to think, because I went to like all white high school, middle school, elementary school. I'm white. It's like, Josh, what? Um, <laughs> I, so I went, that's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Professional <laughs> white podcaster. Love that. Stop. <laughs> I went to all white school, and I envied the, it was some dudes too, but like the white girls, they always brought their lunch in the, uh, the little lemon red bag and i was like wow That's you guys crazy. have a lot of money wow i wish i can bring my bag and i'm just bringing my brown paper sack. i legitimately did not know about lululemon until i was like 20. really yeah i didn't know it even existed was it big in we your didn't school? have one no i did okay we didn't have one it in been our around? Town. i thought it was it, new i thought it was new too. all girls I, I knew in high school were wearing it really okay i knew about it in high school but i didn't wear no y'all was wearing them uh, pink yoga pants. Oh, pink? Period. Oh, pink Victoria's Secret. P -I, I thought you meant yeah. like actual pink. No. Hey, them pink the, yoga pants. The yoga pants. Got your boy that's in that's trouble. And <laughs> bro. And now yoga pants are back now, right? They are. Yeah, okay, that's crazy. So, 
Rebranded as flare leggings. Yeah, flare leggings. Went to jail for that. Is that what the kids call them or like flare? They're that's just flare. Yeah, flare leggings. Do y'all claim Gen Z or millennial? We just talked about this. We did. Wait, do you even have an option? I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, which one do you relate to the most? Because we're 1996. I think the cutoff is 97. 97. Oh, I'm claiming millennial. Okay. Okay. What about you, Seth? Um, can we explain the difference? Because I don't. Like well, what you mean? I don't know. Like I think what? Gen Z is like Gen they Z, grow up yeah. with phones. Gen Z is everyone. I don't know. Right now, that is. You said you're claiming Gen Z. I'm claiming. I'm claiming millennial. Not a hard claim though, because I'm right on the cut. I guess it kind of depends, like what you're into, like what's what has stuck with you, like Gen Z type things mm-hmm. or more like millennial type things. I guess I don't really know actually. Mm. You're a millennial. Yeah, I, I am. Was that, was say, that was a millennial. Okay, thing. I don't know. Yeah, so okay, I'm okay. Millennial then, I guess. I claim millennial. You, he's boomer. Like. <laughs> no, there. I, I have some boomer traits too, though, where I'm just like, no, what are y'all doing, bro? What? What? Wait, what do you guys think I claimed? Gen Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. Our, <laughs> in the best way possible. Though. Gen Z. No, I take I can't take it as a slight. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely not. Um, so well for we didn't have to do an intro, but these two right here have uh we became become friends with them over the past few years now. Yeah. And it was so funny. We were here last night and we were just <laughs> chatting about our friendship. The most probably candid that you could talk about a friendship. Like we literally were explaining to each other how we just not didn't like each other in the beginning, but like we didn't <laughs> know if we liked each other in the right. very beginning, which is, I we, feel like we, that's every friendship, but people won't say it. Right. Like they'll just act yeah. like they're best friends or that they're friends already. But it's like, yeah. no, like I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Well, and like my biggest struggle is I'm terrible at like social cues. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'll be like, okay, I want to say something super nice and like not feel like I'm attacking them. But then I'll be like, so are you using me or not? Like, it's right. like it yeah. never it. comes out right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I suck at social cues. But yeah, you have to just, I feel like, go for it and just yeah. say what you think. I just feel like we all, we'll have these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And then we gonna leave, get in the car, and then have the real conversation. The real, I want to hear it. that. Talk like, about it. Where I'm starting to think now, it's like, okay, what if we just bought that car conversation to the room. Yeah. And you right. literally eliminate so much, uh, what's the word? Just the fluff when you have those conversations. Yeah. Like you can skip, you can become best friends almost at that point. Once really? you're having those conversations, it's straight like that. Because yeah, last night we got in the car. Our situation is different because we be going through our uh, Dallas withdrawals from time uh, to time. Yeah. So we, so, and you guys obviously come up in those the conversations. Regret the regret. Yeah. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are like, oh. We're dang. driving in, like this is our city that we lived in too. You're like, oh my gosh what do we do no it was you on the way here today you were like oh it's so nice i know it's kind of like yeah she she literally was like yeah babe it is and she kind of just like let's keep it moving we're not talking about this but um anyways these are those friends but before they were our friends these two were ogs are the ogs when it comes to social media and i want to talk about this just briefly because they've just been on social media for so long um but if you watched any prank, you watched any challenge. If you watched, obviously, daily vlogs, their stuff was coming up top of the recommended page. Um, and we were obviously one of those people who were watching and like inspired us too to do the challenges and the pranks. And um, Savannah would always joke and be, always ask me, like, babe, are they 
is it real? Like, is Kaylin <laughs> actually no, crying? No, I, you guys, before we started doing pranks, like any prank we would watch for like inspiration, like mm -hmm. whatever, I'm like, okay, no, like this one's real. Like it has to be. And Josh is like, Savannah, no, like it's not. Wait, I'm so like, you knew the whole time. Oh, that. from the jump. Wow. Like I studied YouTube. And, and I I'm like, knew. no, this is real. All this stuff is real. Like I was convinced. I, and, and it's funny because I'm like now knowing that like we stage all of our pranks, I'm like, okay, but I believed everyone else, so like I see why people believe us. Yeah. Right, you right, know. Right. But anyways, no, it was so easy to just turn that camera on and like we could be movies. We can be in a full TV. That's what show I said. I said I'm movie. like I think yeah. No, literally, I, I agree. Wait, I have a super big. I have a question. <laughs> what is the, <laughs> this? Is such a throwback. 2017, 2016. What is the behind the scenes before y'all turn that camera on to shoot? Let's go specific. Y'all, I think most viral prank in the car, mm -hmm. crying. I don't know what the topic yeah. was. What does the behind the scenes look like? I'll share like, ours. What is yours before we, that? We weird. We like to role play. Okay, yes. Okay, so Imp you want this? <laughs> that, look, that word is crazy. That is wild. That's yeah, crazy. That's wild. Okay. Uh -huh. But y'all got dirty minds. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like, yes. we like to, we can, we can do it. Like an improv. That's what no, y'all were doing. Please. Oh, I did yes, that on yes. She don't be not she on She's so embarrassed. You can do it right now. Okay, well, like, <laughs> well, I can't. No, yeah. But that word is crazy to me yeah. right now. But it kind of depended on, like, the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, some some pranks, I feel like we were like, period, this is, like, it. Like, they're going to eat this up. Yeah. Like, they're being fed and you today. knew what to say, what to do. Other times, <laughs> other times we would want to have, like, a storyline with it. Well, mainly he would. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of like, dee, dee, dee. like I'm just a YouTube pranker, like whatever that is, I don't know. I kind of just stumbled into this role because my boyfriend did YouTube. So I was like, okay, now I do YouTube too, whatever. And so a lot of times before our videos, like we would be like not on good terms. Like we would kind of be like going back and forth because I wouldn't do the video how he wanted to. And then sometimes, in a, That's us sometimes sure. in a lot of our pranks, like we, I would start with the camera and then he would have the other camera and then we would come together and then do the scene that the prank together. But then like my clips were not up to like his standard. Mm. And then that would like really frustrate him. And he'd be like, what are like, mm. what are you trying to do? I can't let you speak for me on that one. <laughs> well, um, in my opinion, it's not yeah, necessarily yeah. like my standard. It was more so like my vision. So right. I think a lot of times just, I guess, in cre creating and then in leadership in general, mm. it's like, how do I communicate my vision? And then... Like, how do we make that come to life? So yeah. a lot of times, like what I had in my head, if we weren't like matching that and what I had in my head, it was what I thought would work. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah. okay, we throw ourselves back. It's 2016. Uh, it's in the fall. Um, I go on YouTube. I see so-and-so just uploaded a prank. So-and-so just did a video. So quickly. And it's starting to pop. Yeah. So nowadays, I know people be like stealing stuff on TikTok. Yeah, for sure. People don't like to give credit. We never was giving credit back. No, no, no everyone did the same you thing. You stole the thumbnail, everything. <laughs> yeah, like, everything. Sometimes the plot, like shamelessly, and it yeah. was just like it was a thing to it do. Thing. Yeah. So someone so just uploaded a prank. All right, but how can we do that exactly, but, but better in our way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then, yeah, I feel like you were like in our way, but then you would try to communicate to me. But I have a completely different brain of how I interpret what he's saying yeah. so then i would take the camera go in my car do my little part mm -hmm. and then he would be like that is not what i thought it was going to be yeah i don't feel like you messed up very often though no but i feel like it just wasn't what you we've definitely experienced that for sure like i feel like josh has something in his head and he'll articulate it to me but I then well then i do it and then he's like no that's not it. no like, yeah like same exact yeah. i literally know exactly what you're talking about yeah do you um okay now like when you guys are doing the vlogs mm -hmm. 
what was that switch with was it a conversation to where we were just like okay we're gonna do the daily vlogs Kaylin I want you to head him or uh was it like opposite what was that conversation like when it was just like we're not doing those anymore it was more natural like when we started doing vlogs like it's what people think that we transitioned to but like we started off doing vlogs doing vlogs Mm. yeah so did you throw the pranks in them so we start off doing vlogs and then we transitioned into pranks and challenges. Just pranks. I privated the old vlogs. I'm always private in videos. All right. <laughs> Deleting stuff, re-uploading it. So if you're going to watch something for months, if it's up right now, yeah. go watch it. Yeah. It might be gone. Right. Uh, you never know. But um, so we were doing those in college and then we started doing the pranks. Those went viral. So we privated all the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those have still been privated. Yeah. Like people still haven't seen them like seven years later. Um, did the pranks and all. And then starting to vlog again wait first first we started doing like the story times and then we continued the story times in real life or in real time Mm -hmm. through the vlogs yeah and just went from here's our past telling you about it to now we're documenting our day-to-day um so it was a natural transition because we were already vlogging before we started doing pranks and challenges well really you were vlogging and i was just kind of a second character did you like doing the vlogs with no i used to cry really yeah wait you don't remember that so like when like when we were dating and like in college and he would be like oh just try holding the camera like i would like cry no i have cried about it before i definitely remember that was it because a lot of eyes were on you guys it's just I didn't want to. Like, I had a lot no of social anxiety no at the time. That time yeah. But it was still just like, what do you mean hold the camera and talk to you? Like, that's freaking weird. Oh, dude. that was wow. literally me to a T. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny because I wanted to start YouTube, like, initially. But then once Josh was like, okay, like, yeah. vlog, like, do. I'm like, no, you yeah. say it. Yeah. Like, what do you well, mean? I like, didn't this even is watch YouTube. Me either. Until, like, like, he was like, download YouTube and, like, find somebody you like. Yeah. Well, people, like, we're, we're talking about this now in 2023. I know. That's but, why like, I'm so curious. Grab a digital camera and start talking to it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was not like, the normal doing that. No. Walk into a store doing that. They'd be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So to like ask her, hey, let's document our life. And I like, I want you to be in it since you're my girlfriend. I want to like, you know, have this in the future. Mm-hmm. It was just strange. So like, I remember your timidity. Actually, uh, a, a couple weeks ago, I just went back and watched the first vlog as you ever appeared in. Whoa. And it was like. It almost kind of made me a little emotional. I did cry Aww. that stream. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty emo. Um, <laughs> but it was just weird seeing you, like, you know, covering your face yeah. and hiding to, like, now you carry. Like, yeah. I, yeah. No, yeah. seriously, that's crazy. You know, like, we love a girl who takes care of her husband. For sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we got breadwinner wild. Right? Here, bro. Like, Straight like that. Straight like Kyra. So what, what is, I'm, I, me and Kaylin talk. Um, and I kind of know, and we can you can chime in too, Kay, but Kyra, what is your view on YouTube right now? You're on YouTube every single week, mom vlogs, avid mom vlog watchers right here, TikTok. <laughs> it's the fact that you watch them with me that I love. And I am not ashamed. <laughs> no, it's, last it's, night, I asked them, like, oh, who do you guys, like, watch on YouTube? And Josh was like, can you? I be honest right Straight now? Like, like we watch you on the TV. Listen, <laughs> and let me say this, because, and I know we got some, there's some crossover between our audiences. I miss the Edwards family vlogs. I Aww. miss watching the vlogs. So this is the closest thing that I'm going to get to it. I feel like a I'm lot of it. your guys' people probably feel that way too. Definitely. Like, probably, watch. yeah. Yeah. What is your, um, what's your, what's your whole take on YouTube right now? You're posting literally every single week. You're vlogging every single day. I just saw you vlogging not too long ago. <laughs> what do you, how does it feel to you? Because we all have different views. You guys have been on it for so long. I think that like, 
because we kind of had our pop so many years ago i feel like not very many youtubers get a second chance or a second go Mm. and i honestly like my outlook now is i'm just like so lucky anybody even stays around and like continues to just watch the vlogs of me by myself because when we were like first married and like dating and doing pranks and stuff i'm just a completely different person like i look back at those videos and i'm like i literally don't even know who that is and then sometimes i look at myself now and like watch my vlogs back and i'm like it's so weird so i just feel super blessed that people have even really given me a second chance because not really any youtubers get a second chance at being on youtube and like still making money from it mm-hmm. and having like their whole livelihood come yeah. from the platform do you feel like you have to go the short form route like everyone's doing to become just kind of relevant again quote unquote i feel like i mean like i think people probably say like i probably should mm-hmm. but one thing about me is i kind of just hate like some of the societal norms and i'm just i think i'm kind of hard-headed in that way where i'm like i want to do it my way yeah mm-hmm. But, like, it's also not bad to use short-form content to, like, help people know about you or even, like, reactivate our old audience because Mm -hmm. being on TikTok, like, people will be like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe you guys are still together, legitimately thought you were divorced, like, all this stuff. No. And so I'm like, hey, everyone, like, if you want to come watch me, like, come watch. So you guys aren't divorced. You guys are together. Have we thought about (laughs) that? You guys aren't divorced. No, because we see those comments, too, uh, on you guys' thing. Everyone's like, oh, y'all are still together? Okay, that's crazy. You're still with that guy? I call a cap on them. Is it weird if I hold this like this? It's not weird. (laughs) I just kind of want to be strange, all right? Uh, This is like those engagement. I wish we had a, it's podcast on the road, so we we don't have the stands. This is engagement farming. Somebody don't comment about this. 100%. Um, I call cap on them. You know okay. why? Because of all the couples they could have been watching back in the day, I know them pranks looked real, mm-hmm. but cats out of the bag, they're fake. Right. Ain't no way they thought we was gonna break up. Not us. I've never. We have never gave those shaky relationships. We literally met when I we were eleven. Yeah. I'm not accepting. Eleven. So eleven. Remember that. Like I, I be. And I'm so. I be flabbergasted. They'd be like, "Oh, are y'all still? How are y'all still together? Y'all still, I'd be like. Did you really get, we didn't want to know. No, we have, yeah. And like we started dating when I was, we were both 15, I think. Or no, you were 16, I was 15, but our birthdays are like two months apart. And we never broke up. Like yeah, never took a break. I'm like, this is sis Nothing. right here. I'm like, like what do you mean? This you is we broke sis. Up. Siblings like, are dating. This is, this is like <laughs> family. This is my sister in Christ. Like Kyra is so, it's just, I, I just cannot imagine it without you. So I'll be right. like. Is that even an option? For yeah. Real? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? I feel like people just think that like YouTube couples aren't real. Like yeah. they're well, they, like, you're just being real. Yeah, that's no, that's true. true. Like there are a lot. I think that kind of ruined it for like, some people us. just opportunistically got together so that they could be a couple on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, we, we all predate yeah. that for like right. it yeah. wasn't an industry. There mm-hmm. wasn't a, a market for it. Like mm-hmm. we, we all yeah. kind of just like stumbled into Hey, we're just documenting what we're doing. We just happen to be a couple. Wait, wow! Now we're all going viral because everybody likes watching couples. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like when we was in seventh grade, we wasn't thinking about doing a challenge or a prank or like that no. stuff didn't even exist. We didn't create it. No, but, but it like, wasn't a thing. Yeah. So that's why I think nowadays, when I see you know some young couples get together and then they immediately have a blank and blank channel, I'd be like. Mm-mm. Be careful. Starting off. If you was anything like me or yeah. Josh, right. it causes some tension when you're yeah. starting to try to create. And I don't know if everybody's relationship can withstand it. Yeah. yeah, I know it's hard. Well, let's talk about that because so 
with our relationships being rooted in not of the world and uh, and obviously uh what not, uh, other people aren't what other people don't have their relationship rooted in with that being the case and people thinking people not thinking that we uh started our youtube channels just because seen as an opportunity it comes with hardships mm-hmm. Re- marriage i'm just thinking marriage and just re- relationships in, in general what has youtube done to you guys marriage social media in general and then we can talk about like stuff off of youtube or whatever but has that what has it caused besides car if you're crying if you don't want to do a vlog or like you know yeah well for me like the vlogging wasn't the hard part because he really took over a lot of the vlogging and i was just like the pregnant mom basically but i feel like when we would do like challenges or like other sit down videos because the pranks i feel like there was just a lot there was tension sometimes in those videos Mm. or like before filming and then after like i remember sometimes we would literally film and i would just get in my car and leave like it was like wow. that and then sometimes we would do challenges and like remember one time we did a challenge i think we were married at this point and he had actually left in a clip of like we were literally like going back and forth and like no. i started crying and that was something that happened often back then mm-hmm. is like we would sit down to film a video and he would say something also i was extremely sensitive right. at this point like i have to point that out um and i would just start crying and then as soon as you start crying my eyes are red like mm-hmm. now we can't film for the day mm-hmm. or you have to say us. sorry, yep, apologize, yep, yep, and this, right. whole, this whole thing, and then go again tomorrow. And so I feel like I feel like we've done a good job of like if a certain kind of content is just not working for us, just being like, okay, we're gonna Pivot. have to cut back on this, or we're gonna have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And then I we kind of started doing vlogs, and that was just so much easier. Yeah, I think on us. Can I like turn the dial? I oh, feel like we gave we gave him the first fifteen minutes. Let's of do just it. Like you let's know, do it. Good. But like, if I'm being honest, I feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like in my pride, there's some revisionist history going on, but I'm also like just learning to be like, wow, that was her experience and that was valid. Because from my perspective, I'm like, was it really that That bad? bad. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying it was that bad. It was just sometimes. Yeah. It's just what it was. I feel like, I feel like we're similar in that, in that way for sure. Like I totally remember that too, right? Not like Like that. Like leaving a clip in of like us kind of going back and forth. No. You don't no. remember that? No. I mean, I, I know that it was like, it was it was high pressure. It was like high stakes. Right. Um, I know that I, I could be short, but I just, again, this is all from my perspective. So I'm not trying to invalidate what you felt. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I just wish I would have known that I was making you feel that way. I don't really, I don't really blame you. I think one, I was so sensitive, like literally the smallest thing could set me off. Also, we're freshly married. I just am on birth control for the first time ever in my life, which is just like changes stuff. Oh, you're talking about post-marriage. Yeah. Like we were freshly married. Oh, okay. Okay. Freshly. Yeah. It was high stakes because to answer your question, Mm -hmm. like YouTube changed our life. Like Kyra and I, we we met when we were 11, um, first day of school, junior high, we dated got back together in high school, did the whole high school sweetheart thing, every prom, every formal. Um, after we graduated, we literally, like we graduated May 2015. I turned 18, May 28th, like on my graduation day. Um, we tried to get married December that year, but we just didn't have the money to. And we were actually like, funny story, we were gonna get married, move to Texas, and then go to University of Texas College at Austin. Wow. Um, wow. So our Texas story, begins way back then before YouTube. Mm. Um, so now fast forward to the next year, we got married at 19, 
because of YouTube. So it was the funds that YouTube gave us after you know going viral that allowed us to fulfill that dream of getting married. So it's like we owe it to you know some of the people that are probably watching this and our entire audience because they helped us fulfill a dream that we probably wouldn't have been able to fulfill so young. Yeah. Because one of the like main reasons people don't get married young, um, I like to say sometimes they unnecessarily delay it, is because of thinking they need like more money than they do. Bro. Yeah. And it's like who am I to say that because we were kind of well off. Well, we waited too until we had money. Yeah, we we did wait. Um, but it also wasn't as expensive as as expensive as I thought. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it changed our life in that way. But yeah. the pressure increased because now it's like, okay, I'm making this money now. We're married. Do we stay in college? And how long are we going to be able to make this money? So now this thing that like liberated us ended up capturing us. It's like, wait, this is not a stable career. Who's who do we know that's been doing this and how long have they been doing it? It's a new industry. We don't know if it's going to be around for a right. long time. So for me, I've been plagued with that type of like career insecurity, mm-hmm. like waking up every day and wondering when is this going to end? Yeah. And I carried that pressure into all the editorial planning, mm-hmm. all of the planning for pranks and vlogs. And then that pressure that I'm feeling gets communicated in frustration and it gets taken out on my, my partner, mm-hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say coworker, but yeah. it's like, we're all of that, you know? And it's like yeah. these, these relationship crossovers where I might talk to a coworker at work. I, you know, we've all worked jobs before this. We would talk to coworkers at work, not like we talked to our girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, wait, I got to be CEO. I got to be producer. I got to be editor. I got to be spouse. Yeah. Now husband, newlywed now, husband. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just. And, and then I got pregnant six months after we were married. So that oh, wow. added like a whole thing to it too. Yeah. So I was like, wow, now we're bringing a whole nother person in this as we're kids Trying about to, to have out. a yeah. kid. Yeah. Right. And we're bringing them to kind of like a, an unstable situation. For sure. Like, wow. Our jobs are YouTubers. Yeah. And again, I cannot stress enough the fact that people didn't know that this was a career path. So it's like, even though we knew that we were making money, we didn't know how long we were going to be able to make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But the outside judgment of just like, what are y'all doing? Right. Right. You dropped out of school to record yourself. Right. Go to Walmart or Target. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? For and sure. I'm like, I actually don't know. Yeah. But just kind of kept doing that and documenting it. So. You got to kind of be a little crazy to be doing what we do. Honestly. Like you yeah. have to, that's a tiny it's bit. It's a of, different type of person. It's a different type of, yeah, human being. Okay, let's get uncomfortable. I like to call this section. It's like I've never had I a like to call this section. Um, <laughs> I, <I'm> like, <laughs> I just want to, let's literally the word uncomfortable. Because all I'm hearing right now with you guys, you guys have known each other for so long. You guys have had to have uncomfortable conversations ever since whenever you guys started dating. There is oh, yeah. no no way from here till right now in Dallas, two kids later, married, how long have you guys been married? Six years. Six, Six and a half. Six years, and how long have y'all known each other? Oh, gosh. What, since you were 11. 26. Like 14, 15 years. You mean there's 100% uncomfortable things that have happened and uncomfortable conversations. And for us, we've only known each other for five years. Six years. Six years. I'm sorry, sweetheart. It's okay. About to be uh, four years married. And we didn't start having uncomfortable. We Our uncomfortable conversations were more like I feel right like before marriage. That and I feel like we brought a lot of things into our marriage. 
Oh, same. Yeah, I guess no, you. It's yes. kind of hard not to, but yeah. like I do feel like there are so many things that should have been handled prior to marriage that yeah. we didn't. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Marriage counseling. What's up? Y'all believe in like marriage counseling? Do we believe in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So we and well, we've had like premarital. We did premarital. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did premarital. My dad did our I premarital. Said marriage counseling. What am I? <laughs> premarital. <laughs> yes. We did do premarital, and we also did marriage. Like we actually did marriage counseling. Like after we Wait, married. You said too. your dad did it. Our dad did a little bit of it, okay. yes. So, and it was, and it's interesting because, uh, like, there could be a little bias. I was gonna say, is there a conflict of interest yeah. there? Like, there yeah. how do you feel about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, with our premarital stuff, I, you know, what's crazy. Like, I even would go to Josh's dad, like, while we were dating, mm. um, and married, and I could talk to him about anything, even when I was stuff, just messing up, like about him, and he would never, wow. like, so it's actually, cra- it's a really, I think it's a unique situation mm-hmm. because anyone else would be like, wait they should not be doing your marital counseling yeah. like and yeah. i think that there are and both they advised sides us to we had other counsel too. as well gotcha. because like it is family at the end of the day um but i will say that like i could literally go to josh's dad today with anything and like he's gonna look at it from a bias standpoint wow did you go to my dad when i told you that um i, I had been watching porn i i actually don't think so honestly i feel like with like I did go to him sometimes while dating I had, yeah. but I think that I went to him more so like once we got married because I had created a closer That's relationship crazy. with him. You told his daddy on him. Yeah, no, straight I literally up, will call him. Like that. Did you feel like you was gonna get a whooping? Like obviously you can't, but did you feel like I'm? No, get a but I will say I was frustrated, low key. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you didn't really like this? I don't. Did I didn't want my parents because well, for me, we're, so we're totally we're total opposites when it, when it came to like parents. For me, I graduated 2014 left home, never looked back until mm-hmm. recently we moved to Michigan. But I have been away from my parents <laughs> ever since I graduated high school. And that not in like a negative way. Mm-hmm. I just, that's the type of dude I am. I just want to be out independent or whatever. And Savannah, total opposite. You you did move and graduate and uh, went you. to <laughs> and left LA. <laughs> um, but your mom came with you. Savannah talks to her parents, used to talk to her mom like every mm-hmm. single day while we were dating. And sometimes in marriage too. And I would be like, girl why are you yeah, like what's going on here gotta, why are we still talking to them like why i'm here let's, let's so it was always it was different for for us to um and i didn't understand it but um i'm like fine then if you don't want me to talk to my mom about our problems then i'll talk to your dad about our problems. Right, <laughs> right. That's, what, that's why i bring up like it's kind Straight of like a, a funny conflict of interest because like my dad's a pastor too right yep. and um this it's, it's it's kind of toxic now but um Kyra would like come to church with me when we were dating Mm -hmm. and (laughs) how did you feel about pastor dad pastor future father-in-law being did his dad like you from the beginning I didn't talk so there was really nothing to not like okay 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 like I I when I tell people like when we dated I literally did not speak like I remember we would be on the phone and I would like read the book I'm reading to him. And like, that would be like my talking. Mm-hmm. That wow. would be like my country. I sometimes I'm like, bro, why did you like me? Because I did not talk. I did not like, talk to you. Well, that's so intriguing talk. to me though. Cause I like to figure out about people. I'm not like other girls. Like, I, know, <laughs> I talk a lot like on social media and on camera, but it's funny, like private that I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. So like I can talk if I need to. Um, so like the beginning of our relationship, it was kind of like, I feel like I was auditioning for Kyra. For sure. Really? Um, mm-hmm. like in a way, can I get this girl to like, let me in so I can learn more about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool. Like seeing you unveil the, the layers of yeah. like, even last night we were talking and 
like mid conversation, I looked over to Josh and I'm like, I'm learning something new about my wife. About my wife. And it like it really engaged. At first, I was just joking. I'm just like, there's no way she's serious. And then I'm like, wait, <laughs> she's serious yeah. talking about this, these books and everything. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm learning something new about her, and that doesn't happen often after 15 years. So yeah. I'm like, right. why? How have you been hiding this? Like, where <laughs> yeah. did this come from? Yeah. So um, that's so awesome too. Like to have those moments of like you just, us just being here in the living room and like oh I'm learning about my wife because I feel like that's what keeps it that's one of the things that keeps a relationship kind of fun kind of fun mm-hmm. kind of spicy yeah. it's like oh, I'm learning that about you and I think that that happens with us too like there's certain things not that I say that I'll learn but like Savannah would do something like maybe brand new or like she was just I don't know it could be a hobby or anything I'm like oh Good for you. I yeah, like that for you. For That's you. different because when we, I met you six years ago, you weren't doing that. It, yeah. it, it seemed yeah. a little different. Um, my question, I have a question for you too. What was the, how did you guys receive your, your husband's telling you that um, we, you watched porn, that we watched porn? I just want to know, a lot of people wanted to know your kind of response mm-hmm. with it. Um, I know what it was. It was very graceful in a sense, but I know you were hurt also yeah. when you found out. Well, how so, old was she, how old were you guys when you told her? We were we were dating, so we weren't married. Okay, I um, was about to propose though. Yeah, like, how old were you? Like, we, uh, oh, sorry, twenty seven. <laughs> no. oh. We would have been probably twenty. Twenty one. We no, oh, we would have been like twenty two because okay. we got married when we were twenty three. Yeah. So we were like about to get engaged and married. So it was like kind of right before oh, that season. Old. So it was just like a like a confession. Like yeah. I watched porn. This was a. Or is this like a. I'm currently. Um, currently. Yes. So I had. I guess we had the conversation twice or whatever. But this time, this was. It was more than that. This was like, babe, I've cheated on other girls. I've everything that I've done before you, even mm-hmm. girls that she never even knew about. Um, when I was in high school, a little yeah. bit in college, I just came clean and just told her all yeah. that. It mm-hmm. was one of those. This was like and a come to Jesus. I yes, guess this was on my plate. If you don't reject me here, we're going to actually get married. Exactly. Right, right. My ride or die. No, At literally. 22 years old. Like, okay. to where I could have. That's pretty bold. It's very he bold. He literally told me like absolutely everything about his past. And we were talking about this because I'm like, some people would not want that. Mm-hmm. No. And for yeah. me, like, I didn't really know if I wanted it or not, but I got it. So I was like, okay. But I don't know. I think it's like healthy. Like I love that I know and he knows like everything about what yeah. we did mm-hmm. prior to knowing each other. You think of leaving me? Because I, I knew. Honestly, no. Like really. I think I respected you more. Do you want to go have another kid? I'm joking. <laughs> I, I respect it a not lot. Not in my head. Not, not here. Like, where am I pointing? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Out that way. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Not here. So, yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I respect it a lot, too. But I want to know, like, leading up to the confession. Yeah. You feel away. And then the moment, the last word of the confession leaves your mouth. How did you feel, like right before and then right after? Well, he did over text, right? Too. Yep. Yeah, over it text. Was, uh, yes. Oh, it was. So uh, really it was in the my notes app for like maybe a week before that. Wow. I had everything typed out. This is uh, the like girl. Like timeline, this is the dates, chick. everything. Mm-hmm. This is when I when I was watching porn. This is that. This is that. And you know Take when the, you know when the text gets or the notes the text gets so long that when you send it, then you have to click it and it's like a PDF almost. Yeah, they used to that, oh that's how long. Yeah. Why did you do it over text? Huh? Why did you do it over text? Was y'all distance at that time? We, we were long we, distance. Yeah, this is long distance. Got you. Kicker, I was in full-time ministry. Oh, okay. Mentoring oh. youth. Disqualified. You know, I hired. <laughs> but, but like, I <laughs> hired. But actually though, um, I was in youth ministry telling these kids to, to not be watching porn and mm-hmm. I'm over here watching porn. Right. 
about to propose to my wife and it just it was a big moment there was a lot of stuff that happened while we were in long distance too that i just it was just a lot but I knew that something needed to happen if I was going to propose to my, my soon-to-be wife. I feel like people say like doing stuff like that over text is bad, but I actually feel like sometimes it allows you to just be like very concise and say exactly what you need exactly. without getting emotional, the other person interjecting. I agree. I feel like, I feel like that's that a good That phone call and that FaceTime after, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I want to say. So that I phone want call. The tea. <laughs> but, I mean... But I'm saying, though, I agree with that. Like, people are like, don't have serious conversations over text, but like for you to be able... Like, this is different. Like, you needed to spell every single yeah. thing out for me. And if I like needed to call someone and tell them like my whole entire everything, I feel like I'd be like all over the place. Yeah. I feel like that was the correct way to do it. What'd you do right after? I, I don't really. Did I call you? I, I don't know. Actually, not I, right after. So Let's I was. Just, on, how did you handle it? Did you care? I so I know. I, I'm like, and did, did you, you know, know it was a bad thing? Yeah. Like what's, what's my problem? Get to you. Did you even care? No. Like, so at the time I'm on tour. Oh, so okay. and we're already going through like a lot of just like relationship issues like it's been so like rocky i guess and i get this text of like everything and it was basically like straight up like i want you to know this because i want to marry you mm. and i want to propose to you so like i need you to like know all of me or like you know whatever and i like i said like it made me i wasn't like devastated mm -hmm. or like really? i was like i love that you told me all of this I don't know. I, and I, don't sure know. I feel like, and I'll say this, I was hesitant on sending it because she was working and yeah. Lily probably going to have to go on stage that night. And I knew that whatever I'm about to say, you're going to have that baggage. That's going to be in your brain all night yeah. on stage. But I was just like, I got to let you know this. So I was hesitant in sharing that. But I feel yeah. like the, like the, the watching porn thing though, too, for me, like, I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but like, I wasn't like. I didn't feel like attacked by it or directly affected because I like we're not having sex. So like I didn't feel I don't know. I kind of people, understood like why he would. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've heard like women talk about it and they're like they feel threatened because like they're having sex with their spouse or whatever. And yeah. then they're watching and they're like, wait, well, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like for me, I'm like. I don't know. Like, and that's why it's scary. I'll just, I'm not speaking for UK, but it's scary for me to say that because I'm like, okay, when well, we do have sex, I don't want, I'm, I literally don't want her to be thinking that I'm thinking about porn or right. something. Like, that's my internal, when I'm admitting this to you or whatever. Yeah. And for, for you to say that, you know, it didn't affect you like that. You're not crazy. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, I literally just gained so much more respect after like Did receiving that Did he say that, that he had been watching porn in the past or was it like, currently or like this was the last time i did it or whatever i think um, it was like currently was like something you were struggling with. it was definitely currently and uh yeah, yeah i mean it was probably like you were not bothered by that yeah well can we park can we park right here go come on uh, at, at this stage of vulnerability let's go because uh this is where i want to start go for it i don't want to do a lot of right right, right and the reason we're asking like pointy questions like this is i feel like as christian influencers um and even like in your past josh as a literal Christian influencer, like you were in an authority position, a lot of times we're incentivized to kind of generalize things that can be specific. And it's because people aren't asking questions. Like a lot of times people don't confess because people aren't asking. I right. hid behind the fact that nobody's asking. Yeah, I nope. never asked. So I'm not telling. Right. I'm a PK. No so, one's thinking I'm doing so this now stuff. So I'm like, yeah. I know how dirty I am. So... I'm just going to project whatever questions I feel like need to be asked to me that I'm going to confess about now. That's great. 
to other people. So that's why we're asking y'all, like, in our relationship, this is how we communicate. Like, okay, um, it's one thing to say, like, oh, I used to watch porn. But I'm the type, especially if, like, we bros. I'm like, when was the last time? And I expect you not to lie to me. I'm not asking you that. No, way. that's <laughs> it. That's it. So, that's it. So that's why we're like, okay. The other thing I think that matters, too, is, like, were you saved at the time? Like, me? Because we're, what we're trying <laughs> to get to is, like, why didn't you care? Because oh, yeah. when we start sharing our story. <laughs> it's quite different. It's like, <laughs> Go. It, it be yeah. making us, like, yeah. Man, yeah. I, I wanted to confess, but now I'm thinking I shouldn't even say it. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like the harder. <laughs> um, I was saved at the time. We both were. Okay. But I don't think I was anywhere in my relationship, like relationship with the Lord, faith journey, like everything was nothing like it is now. Mm. Um, and I will say the me being in full time ministry at that time, um, it tainted her view on a lot of different things. Mm. Being a newer believer, believer. Um, yeah, because at this time I'd only been saved for like three years, uh, yeah, three years, okay. like fully saved or whatever. And my situation at the church that I was at was tos- toxic. We shared about it. It just wasn't wasn't right at all. She sees that. I'm also was trying to persuade her to move out here so we can get married. Like I'm in full time ministry. I'm getting a check every other week. Like babe, like this is I got benefits. Come out wow. here. Yeah. And then I come clean about I've been doing this. And make you like a fraud. Yeah. Like wow, that's what the best of Christians exactly have, yeah. like exactly. the literal leaders are like that. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, <laughs> no. If more leaders were honest, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So I think that. Um, and me saying that, and then I probably, I think I ended that conversation saying, babe, I'm leaving. I'm not, I'm, cause I ended up moving a couple months after mm-hmm. that, after some things happened. Um, I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to move back to LA. And I think that helped with you making your decision to not be so bent about it. Or yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I also think we'd already been through so much, like in our relationship that I, I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't bent. I don't know. Were I you doing the same thing? Doing the same thing. Yeah, like when he, like had you cheated on past right. partners and stuff? Is that why you were kind of like, oh, well, same, so. Actually, yeah. Like I feel like in high school, like I have like a very like, we've shared about this a little bit, but like my past is like crazy. So maybe I just had the grace and I was like, you know what? Like I've been there. Like I, right. I can see, like I've been literally in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and I think that could be. we also had like a, a um, what's the person? Like our second mom, she... Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a middleman who had went through something similar mm-hmm. on a different scale, divorce-wise. She's like she's a full-grown grown woman or whatever, and I know she was in your ear a lot and helped us and walked us through it in a sense. And for me though, I only had like a couple people, mainly because I didn't want it out. I right. didn't want it shared. I did not want to tell anybody about my situation or whatever. And uh, that was lonely in itself. Okay, but I don't want to go too far. Yeah. How? How was that with you two? And you don't have to share. My, is this in the book? Yeah, it's in our book. Go read the doggone book. Yeah. So just give we it a taste. To like go in though, and I don't think on our podcast we've never like really spoken at explained. length about it. Yeah. The reason we ask all those questions is not to like hound on you guys, but it's going to be like the foundation for the context of our complicated situation. And I'm sorry, but if you're in this stage, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough, it's a tough a time in your little trigger. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. go for it. Um, so if you're watching this on speaker, you're not ready to confess. No, uh, like <laughs> put the AirPods in now. Um, so for me, like I'm a PK. Yeah, right. So my entire life has been being a professional Christian, and to be a professional Christian, you just gotta look the part. You don't actually gotta like 
live the life. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was so focused on like performance, almost um, at sometimes like legalistic, like I'm just trying to do the right things, but I didn't have like a heart change. And ultimately, um, I failed. I didn't like rise to the standard that, you know, the Holy Spirit can um, compel us to live at, but I failed to the habits that I had with my unregenerate, unrepentant heart. So what that looked like was look good on the outside. I know the scriptures. I'm the PK. We have pastors on wife and family appreciation and everything look good. But like internally, I'm still doing and, 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 and privately, I'm still doing what I want to do. Yep. Um, so the way that manifested, though, was I started dating this girl. I'm doing stuff with her that I knew that I shouldn't be doing. But as long as nobody else knew about it, then I still get to keep my image. I fell to the habits of my unregenerate, unrepentant, unsaved heart. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think like just because you're the PK, you just born and you just oh, you just saved. right. Good. I my my parents' faith is applied to me, and it's just, it just don't <laughs> work, work like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was dating this girl, and I guess a, a seed was planted. The Holy Spirit started working on me, and I ended up breaking up with her because we were doing some stuff. That I started to feel conviction about. Before I didn't feel guilty, but then I started feeling convicted about it. That was weird. Um, and I broke up with her for like a year. Uh, I wasn't dating anybody, and I was like really trying to work on myself while also kind of like dabbling back into the lifestyle that I was living before. And I met Kyra, and then throughout our re-met. relationship, <laughs> yeah, we met Kyra. Right. Throughout our high school relationship, I was just trying to be a better leader. We had our intentions talk like the first time we had like re-met and I just let her know like, hey, my intentions are to date to marry. I'm 16 talking like this. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't wasting no time. I don't need no new friends, no more friends. I'm looking <laughs> for a wife. I want to get married young, all these things. And if you're not with that, hey, appreciate you. We can still be friends, but um, you're not for me. Right. Um, she was with it. So we start dating. And throughout our relationship, I was watching porn here and there but the way i did it was i was i, I did streaks so some of y'all guys out there i don't know some of you girls too it was um, all it was on and off yeah it's yeah, like same. yeah you you know this is wrong mm-hmm. so you try and stop yep so like one time you make it a day and then you relapse and then you make it three days yep. you think man then you fall again right and you make it a week and it's like wait I go two, and then you do two, and then you get a month. I'm, I'm a month in. I haven't seen nothing in a month. I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah. Well, teenage hormones, young hormones, plus, you know, it, it just wasn't working. No. So, plus the pink yoga pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. So I, went, I went about three months, and we dated, I guess, for like two, a couple, few years before. So you can just imagine, like, okay, I, I slipped up, and then I can go three months, and I slipped up. So I would do it in streaks. And I would just feel so much guilt and shame after I went like 90 days and then in a vulnerable moment just slipped up. And during like, this time, we're not like kissing. We're not mm-hmm. like all on each other. Yeah, I was going to ask well, what, like, how did you contain that streak? Like, what were you doing to? Oh, I had accountability okay. in the worst form, which is uh, somebody else who's ex- struggling with the exact same thing. Wow. That wow. is my exact same age. My best friend. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. So we were. Uh, our sanctification process is happening at the same time. Like we both know what's wrong and we have this um, extreme vulnerability and honesty with each other. And we just kind of keep tabs like, hey, how you doing in this? Asking specific questions and just both failing. Right. Um, 
so I had that. Okay. So then we both got girlfriends. And I remember one time in what became my office, we're sitting down, me, Kyra, my best friend, and his girlfriend at the time. And it's the first time we had all, like, in a group brought up pornography and like this. And me and my friend, like, we're being honest about it. And then we kind of look over at the women, kind of like we're doing now, like, well, they're really just talking. <laughs> yeah, they're really just talking to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And then me, I'm sitting on this side of the room and she's sitting like across and we're kind of just sitting there like, I don't what you're talking about. Like, I don't even know what porn is. Like, mm. don't know. Don't have sexuality. Like, don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I remember you guys literally asking like, okay, well, like girls, like how is that for yeah, girls? Yeah, we wanted to know. Right. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, that's just a boy right. problem. But like, like, we were being <laughs> slick though because we were talking about it generally. In- Mm. because we didn't want anybody to ask us the specific questions. So it's like we're talking about it as if we had overcame did something it, yeah. right. that we or were like still struggling confessing with. Confessing it, mm-hmm. but in like a very, I don't know, like at the point I didn't know how bad it actually was. But we mm. knew what we were doing. Like we knew that we would make y'all think that, that we were just were on top it. of it yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. that you wouldn't ask the specific questions. So now fast forward, you know, some years after we get married, you had never asked me specifically about porn, whether the pastor was preaching about it, whether we heard a podcast or read a book where it got mentioned. You never pointed that spotlight at the thing that I was hiding in the dark. Yeah. So I could talk about it generally. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, porn, porn, man. You know, porn's so bad. 90% like, of people in the church watching porn, right, stuff like yeah. that. But no one ever asked, Kaylin, are do you? you watch, not, yeah. Do you watch porn? And right. when was the last time? Yeah. And well, then. We, Are you going to lie to me about that? Yeah. And I'm not a liar. So it's like, I told Kyra. Don't ask like me that. nothing. I don't want to know the truth don't about Don't ask me. If you, no, I, I'm at the point where now I'm just going to confess it. Right. But I'm like, if you want to know something, I'm going to tell you. Right. right. So she didn't ask me. So in our marriage, um, I started getting discipled by an unlikely guy. Because I always thought as a PK, if I'm going to be discipled, um, especially this is like post YouTube. I'm thinking, oh, it needs to be like a celebrity pastor who understands they have influence. Gotta they're, be. They're right. making money. You know, I need to be discipled by something like that. Nope. It was a regular teacher dude in our small group who had told me that he had confessed to his wife that he had a porn addiction. And she had gave him so much grace and it like changed their marriage. Like there was just no more secrets finally. So I was you were he, put a, he put a battery yeah. in my bag. I'm like, Let's go. I'm like, thank the Lord. I'm about to go confess. So Kyra's in the shower. We're in the shower together. And No way. I tell her this. Yeah. In the shower. Crazy. Don't ever do that, by the way. What was your timing, Caitlin? That you just was. You thought like, it was good. I had the battery in my bag. I said, where, the I said, where is she right. going to be said, the most this vulnerable? Is yeah. This is sis. Yeah. This is sister in Christ. She knows. She going she she to understand. Postpartum, like four months postpartum oh. also. Okay. Like, the Lord is doing a new thing, a good work. <laughs> Were you about to say? I'm just gonna say you saying our stories are completely different. Okay, already I'm like I understand because if that would have been that would have been a whole different. I can't wait to hear because that yeah been that on the street homie that would have been a different situation for me. So I tell her, and then it's off of me and onto you. And I think you asked me a question like, why didn't you ever say anything? And right. I respond that made it worse. You never asked. I said not to be my fault. <laughs> right. Not your fault, me. but it's like it's lying through omission. Like how slick do you like, no, you can't do that. Like you knew yeah. that's something that you should have brought up, but I didn't. 
And I try to get out of it by saying like, oh, you never asked. Never asked, asked right. Because it's technically true. And I'm just standing there hide. butt naked. Like, mm. wow. Mm. What a sight. Feeling the ugliest, right. like most wow. rejected I could ever feel ever. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, that is crazy. Because wow. you started with like, oh, yeah small group leader confessed to his wife and I was like oh great like right, so good yeah. for them cool story and like good for them like I don't know and then I'm getting out of the shower and it's like well I have something to tell you and I said no no <laughs> say it ain't so and so it was it was pretty bad like I was pretty upset not even pretty like I was very upset yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what I said after but I just felt like so terrible about myself. Like oh. I wasn't even really mad at him. I just felt like so ugly, mm-hmm. so rejected. Like, wow. Cause then you just think like, what kind of porn is he watching? How right. often When's last right. time I'm four months postpartum. Like, I'm just like, wow, it was probably when I like couldn't have intercourse when I was postpartum. And it, you just like, I went oh, through this 100%. whole spiral of like, wow. Okay. Well, when, when I, like when I initiated that one time and he didn't want to, it was probably because he freaking had just masturbated mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Like I, I started to feel like I'm piecing you stuff together. Went down the spiral, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like going to the grocery store and picking up three cases of insecurity and just like depositing them into our relationship. Jeez. Wow. It wasn't there. Yeah. And it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. I could have just lied. Yeah. I could have just not said anything mm. so for me i'm over here again battering my back like hey i'm being honest i deserve the gold star and the reward right and it just don't happen overnight no. it was mm. like uh no well i was genuinely <laughs> so blindsided and i really don't know why like i had heard pastors talk about like porn and masturbation and all that stuff and like how it wasn't good but i don't remember anyone ever saying like wives you should ask your husbands da 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 only thing I'd ever heard, it was like, if you're dating a boy that like is masturbating and watching porn, like you guys need to break up and the girlfriend doesn't need to be their accountability partner. So I was just kind of like, well, that's between him and his friend when we were dating Mm. and then we got married. I just thought like, oh, well now we can actually have intercourse. So like, you're not going to struggle with it anymore. Right. And I just assumed Mm -hmm. that. And I just, I was really just ignorant to the whole, like to all how all of it worked. Cause I wasn't like a porn watcher, like I had masturbated in the past and like even in our marriage I had, which I guess we'll get into that too. Right. But I wasn't like watching porn. So, cause I was like, I don't know. I just don't. Right. And so I was like, oh, well like now we're married. So he's not either, but I just never asked him. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It was a, um, that, that really sucked. It and really did. Cause he, I think, did you like expect me to kind of have that same gracious? Yeah. I wanted you to have the reactions I had. But right. see, you Am know I what though? Me? That's so different. Like if I would have been four months postpartum, like I think I would have reacted just how you did. Yeah. And I think it's rightfully so. Like, I think there's a way to have grace, but there's also like, yeah. you have every right. I think, I don't know, to no, feel I the way you too, felt. Like at first, cause he was like, I don't really like how you're reacting to this. And I was kind of like, I don't need, I don't even know what to think. And so I just w- started watching like as many podcasts as I could right. about like people talking about this. And a lot of people. And were I'm s- overhearing it. Like. Well, so I'm like, how, what am I going to do? <laughs> right, right. In, like, salt it, in the wound. <laughs> because like, okay, our small group leaders, he said his wife reacted gracefully to us. And I'm like, well, then I need to be like, don't cry about it. Yeah. Like, act right. like I'm fine. He wanted like hug. And I was like. I feel like so repulsed by you. Like, I feel like I just don't trust you. And so then I'm like watching all these podcasts, like, okay, how do I deal with this? And a lot of people were just like, 
if your wife is upset, like she has every right to mm, 100%. be. Hundred percent. Like you, just because you're like, okay, in my mind, I've been thinking about the fact that I'm going to confess and I'm already forgiven and I've already repented. That your wife was like blindsided by this, like mm-hmm. babe, she didn't know. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, I also can, like need to have grace from you to be able to be like, I'm really hurt by this, and like this is why, because we talked about this in the book before this even all this happened we had first gotten married we were already having like because we both technically saved ourselves till we, marriage we like, were virgins by technicality we didn't by have technology. we didn't have intercourse like he had never seen me naked <laughs> yeah any past boyfriends i'd never even made out with them mm-hmm. like none of that and so that he was really my first for everything and so when we got married when we were dating it was like oh he wanted me so much and we were just like it's like very high love and you're just like everything's amazing really come to find out a lot of that's just like lust and so I was expecting all of that same like want and desire for me in marriage and I felt like we got married and it was kind of like not the same type of desire Mm. and then I'm like what's wrong with me like I literally like he's never seen me naked. And the only thing I could think that's different is like now he has, and he didn't like what he saw. And so whatever. Right. But at this point, I don't know that he had watched porn or anything. Then, it wasn't just the porn though. It's the fact that when you wait, you really don't know how to have cigs. Uh, that too. Yeah. Like, that too. I had no right. way to communicate. I didn't have the words for any of it. To say you liked it. Or yeah. Anything. And like you would yeah. Google it and it's like, explore what you like. And I'm like, where i have never done <laughs> how that. do i do that i've never like a man has never seen me like yeah nude like what yeah. do you mean explore like that's embarrassing right right it's like nothing uh, to even talk about no like, really hey, I'm, a tutorial to do this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then fast forward he he comes clean to me and then i'm just like oh that's why he rejected me because he was actually watching other and i'm just like this is worst case scenario for me i feel like so ugly i feel like he regrets marrying me i feel like he doesn't like how i look and it just it was this whole nothing spiral. but the devil nothing but him and that was really hard to get out of like i remember after that some mornings he would get up before me and i would get up just to like watch him just to see like is he gonna go try to sneak and watch Wow. Talk and about he, it, it, yeah. The whole crazy thing is he'd only done it twice. I'd have been like, baby, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with the with the. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At this extra, point. I got the extra well, I felt wow. I felt sick to my stomach. Like, okay. no appetite. Mm. Like, so much anxiety. Like, does he even like me? But I'm scared to ask those questions because I'm scared of his answer. Mm. Like, I have a baby with this man now. And we just bought this house. Wow. Like, did divorce come up terrible. right now in your head or out loud or no no okay no i hadn't thought about we've never really been like we well, don't fight well, okay i am like a i will just have a meltdown and cry okay that's how i am too that's how i am and then i'm like a over communicator so like you, just, you probably should have been talk a little bit be, i'm gonna over communicate and like i don't we don't raise our voice right. and stuff like that so we never like get to like the divorce point okay um but I guess like the closest thing that I ever got to with that is just like, do we, did I marry the wrong person? Mm. Not that I like want a divorce, but it's just like, is there somebody else out there that would be more compatible with me? Mm. Like we'd be thinking we want to marry ourselves sometimes. Right. But it's like, no, you don't actually know, no. right. which is why I think it was so cool that I learned like more about Kyra and her books and things. So it's like, this is kind of a whole different conversation. But I'll bring it right back. Yeah. But it's like, when we get married, especially young, 
the reason that we don't think about divorce is because I can't really see myself outside of Kyra. Like, I spent most of my life with her at this point. Yeah, like, he spent more of his like life knowing me than not. Than not. So you literally can't. I, I don't know what that, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not possible. I just don't, I don't know how. And as far as compatibility's sake, I, I thought that, like, oh, if I have a hobby, Kyra needs to be into it. If she has a hobby, I need to be into it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, we want to, like, marry ourselves. Like, I want to, like, oh, it's like a bro. And it's not like that. Mm-mm. I'm actually finding I love that she's like the polar opposite, opposite of me. yeah she has her own interest because now she doesn't feel like she's lost herself yeah in yeah. motherhood she has her own individuality That's great. but back to the porn conversation yeah I kind of started feeling like when I when I confessed that it was off of me like I knew that I was going to be held accountable but I felt like she was projecting condemnation towards me mm. and I didn't feel condemned like I knew what I did was like wrong and it hurt me that I hurt her mm-hmm. but like Kyra doesn't have a hell or a heaven to put me in. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm telling you this so that this can be day one of us going forward. But I feel like your reaction is continuing to like bring us back, which, which, I, my is, reaction, which is fine. And like you're warranted with that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I kind of did this earlier in the podcast where she was talking about um, how she felt during the pranks and her experience is valid. But at the same time, mine was too. Right. So I was like, it, yeah. it's baffling to me to like hear like, oh, wow, I didn't know you felt like that. So in the same way with the porn conversation, like, yeah, she was having her very valid experience. But I was also going through my very valid sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in marriage, like we leave, we cleave. We're going through that as one. So it's these, I, I want to say like a paradoxical yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like two different experiences happening at the same time and we can't just run to mommy and daddy no. okay but then it took a turn well and, hold on okay it i feel like because it's very nuanced like because christians are very big on like forgiving because you first been forgiven so then i felt like i was forced to forgive as soon as he confessed just because, mm-hmm. Yeah. and mm-hmm. and if i'm not then i'm trying to condemn him or put him in a heaven or hell and i just felt like no, but I think that there also is like realistically, I need some time. Yeah. Like realistically, there are going to be consequences for what you did. And that doesn't mean I don't forgive you. And that doesn't mean I'm condemning you or anything. That just means like realistically, me as a human, like my emotions, how I feel about this, how hurt I am, like all of that is valid too. And like God is hearing me cry out about that exactly. and validating how I'm feeling. And I didn't mean to like make him feel like, I just can never forgive you. But it definitely took me time to be like, I'm trying to heal now too because oh, I yeah. feel so vulnerable and like still work, trying to work up the courage to even, because if I never asked him, have you watched porn? Like I was not at all prepared to like ask him the follow-up questions that I needed to bring myself peace about the whole situation. Right. right. So I was trying to like work that up too to be like, okay, so what does that look like now? Like, mm-hmm. when was the last time? Do I even want to know the answer to that? Right. Like, I wasn't really it? ready. Yeah. Right. I wasn't really ready for yeah. it. Yeah. But. So, <laughs> it took a turn. Because, okay. again, it's, I guess moral of the story is intent versus impact. Okay. So it's like, her intent wasn't to make me feel like I was condemned. Mm-hmm. But that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. My intent wasn't to, like, rock her world in the shower. Right. Postpartum. Right. That's exactly what happened. Right. And since we're living in, you know, our own kind of like reality, our own experience, 
we don't actually know how each other are feeling and we don't even really know how to communicate that yeah. we weren't ready to communicate we didn't have the, the language we didn't have the questions like where do you even start when you get blindsided like mm-hmm. that yeah so i felt how i felt and some weeks go by and then kyra stumbles well, into my office when he he had confessed and then i think a few days later we were talking and then i think you had asked me like have you had the same experience of like watching porn in our mm-hmm. marriage and i think i said no you told me no yeah did you have a feeling or did you just you were just curious or well, you just wanted to josh hmm. the way i am i'm a i'm a realist okay we have in this conversation openly because i know every single person in this audience has probably had this experience got it so it's kind of like i remember back in fourth grade the whole class gets asked by the teacher, do you pee in the shower? <laughs> everybody says yes. Yeah. I say no. No, you're that guy. And then everybody yeah. just kind of looks at me like, come on. I'm okay. just like, come no, on no, 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 no. So the whole day I'm telling them no. That's great, Kayla. Yes. And then Sticking to yeah. your guys. They're just yeah. like, yeah, we already know you do. So yeah. the next day I come back and I'm just like, I just kind of try, try and bring it up in conversation. Oh, as a matter of fact, I have peed in the shower. I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the same way, it's this <laughs> conversation right. where I'm like, whether it's, and I'm about to step on some toes, whether it's through you going to whatever X website and watching porn, whether it's you accidentally stumbling across it on Twitter, or whether it's you reading it, (laughs) girls, in these books, the imagination, all of it, lust, same thing. Mm -hmm. However you come across it, whether it's a movie, oh, it accidentally, you know, you knew the movie was was going to be like that. Yeah. You knew. So I apply that standard and I'm like, okay, all of us are guilty. We all have blood on our hands. So when I ask questions like that, it's less of, I don't necessarily care about the answer. I want to see if you're going to lie to me or not. So when I ask that point of question, like, hey, do you have an experience with this? And somebody just tells me no, I'm like, hmm. okay. Right. Like, I know you just lied to me. So what I wanted you to do was like say, yes, I do. And then tell me. Like how, how I confess. I feel like in my mind, so like when he asked me that, I was just like, no. And I was and I was like, oh, well, I just lied. But I didn't even like really mean to. It kind of just came out because I feel like I wasn't done being upset about, about what him. you had said. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's not let's not go there. Yeah, we're not going right. to flip the switch right now. right now. So then literally weeks later, as these weeks are going by, I'm just starting to think about like what my experience was like sexuality wise and like porn masturbation everything he told me i'm thinking back to the conversation we had in your like makeshift office at your parents house when your best friend was there and you guys were talking about it and i'm like wow it's been in front of my face this whole time but i've never really like thought about it. i kind of just thought like marriage would fix it and you just yeah. okay like i was horny and now i can be horny in marriage and now it's just fine it fixes your problems right, right? well no so then weeks go by after he'd asked me that and like i'm like okay well i actually lied so i knew that i needed to tell him the truth but i was just kind of like how am i going to bring it up again how am i going to like work up the The ability to the courage Mm -hmm. to and like what exactly am i going to say because i don't want to like say like okay i have and then be like that's it i have to be prepared to tell the truth during the follow-up questions Mm -hmm. too i am like historically a liar like when I was like a child and stuff, I used to lie all the time. So I'm like, that's a really bad habit I have. And like one of the more sinful parts of me is like, I will lie. So I have to like literally prepare myself to tell the truth. So weeks go by and I'm like walk in the living room and I'm like, I have something to tell you. I have masturbated in our marriage. Wow. 
and I, I don't even I think I blacked out after that like yeah, I'm like confess about some wow. other stuff like in the I'm past sweating. oh did I I don't yeah. even remember but I'm yeah. like sweating palms shaking everything mm-hmm. and I'm like finally I said it and I'm like okay now what, now what? Yeah, what I just kind of waited on your reaction because yeah. I did lie and I knew that was the part he was going to be most upset about right about the lying <clears throat> so a hypocrite what you do comes walking in the room to confess the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. the exact same the thing. The exact same thing uh-huh. <laughs> that they just got. And I have never in my life. I said, well, I'll be. <laughs> I said, well, I'll be. Well, look who we got here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that is just like me. And I'm just like, oh, I did not. I, of course I knew. Yeah. Of course I knew. But I had a little bit more of that grace. <laughs> and a yeah. little bit you more of that You were pretty upset, petty. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have yeah, been yeah. like super petty. Um, cause we could have got away with it being that young, but I was just like, <clears throat> yours is a little bit different. And, um, I don't know how you feel about this, mm-hmm. Josh, but like, if I knew that Cairo was, I feel like guys, and I know everybody, probably not everybody, but men and women watch porn. Yeah. But I think what would have hurt me more is if in one of those little books or one of those little TV shows or like a coworker or something, you were having like an emotional affair. Cause I know guys are visual and I know women yep. are like more emotional. emotional. Yeah. Um, so when you had confessed that to me, like it didn't rock my world. I was just kind of like, well, welcome to the club. Well, and it really <laughs> goes back are. to that conversation of like when you're not sexually active really before you get married and then you get married and suddenly you're supposed to have all the language for like female pleasure. And so I felt like in a way, this is terrible too. Cause I felt kind of like, well, I've been doing it with you and you've still been watching porn and masturbating. So like, mm. okay, double dipping. And I'm over here like, well, I don't really even know what I like. So I'm just doing what Google said and I'm just trying to figure out what I like so that right. I can tell you. Right. right. So I kind of like tried to still find an out and it was just kind of a hot mess. Because for me, like, and again, even with just the whole pornography conversation um, in the context of like, yeah, we know what the Bible says about lusting, lusting in your heart, looking upon women, men, whatever. But for me, it was, I don't care about the act so much as much as I care about the trust hmm. and the fact that you allowed me to feel condemned when you were just like me. Mm. It hurt me because I'm like, okay. You needed to sit in yours for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> in, in retrospect, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it happened. But the way that I confessed, I feel like was different. Like mine, I didn't have to do it. There was nothing wrong. I could have just... Stayed in my sin. Lied your way away. But yeah. yours was kind of like, I feel like I acted as a catalyst. And if I didn't ask those questions, I don't know if you ever. Well, our small group leader, I feel like, acted as a catalyst in yours. Yeah, but he's not in our marriage. And I don't have to trust him the way that I trust you. So I was just, for me, it kind of messed with me because I'm like, oh, wow. I, Kyra's the type of person where you just, you know, confess that you have like a history of lying, whether that through be overtly or through omission. I'm going to have to ask Kyra specific questions. And then even then, I'm just like, is she going to lie to me? Yeah. Wow. It like, just, because then it's like, okay, if you lied about, then his thing, it's really interesting how it was like, I lied, but then his was like, I lied through omission. And so then it makes you question like, well, what else are you lying through omission oh, about? Uh-huh. I'm like, have you yeah, cheated on me? Yeah. I'm like, what's yeah. happening here? What yes. else are you not telling me? What else? Yeah. I feel so, like we both felt that way about each other. So yeah. It was, it was a mess, but... I don't know. Do you guys believe in like deliverance from things like that? Yeah. Um, I definitely think that it, it depends. 
I'll say it depends. I do believe in deliverance. I do believe okay. that you can get be uh, delivered from certain things, but I don't know. I feel like you have to go through. You have to go through something that is like that is really that'll kind of change who you are. Mm. That or that did change who you are or who you claim to be for you to be actually delivered for something. That makes sense. Um, like, so like for this, I I. I feel like I was, when I first admitted to you that I was watching porn, we were dating or whatever, I knew I wasn't fully delivered mm-hmm. from, from it. Because like it was in the midst. It was in the midst. I didn't feel convicted either, honestly. Oh, okay. After, because I still continued to do it or yeah. whatever. I didn't even know if we shared that. I told her before when we were dating mm-hmm. and I still did it or whatever. And um, I didn't have anyone holding me accountable. But... Uh, the second time or whatever, when I had someone in my ear, when I had someone holding me accountable, a male figure or whatever, um, telling me, hey, you should probably tell your wife, don't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. Um, I feel like I had to go through a deliverance process, if you will, or whatever, which for me was having someone holding me accountable, having someone mentor me in that, um, obviously like praying over me and things like that. So I say yes, mm. but I don't think it's as simple as what other people might think it would be to be delivered, you know? I kind of have a controversial opinion on Go. that. Go. Yeah, no, I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> None of that worked for me, okay. personally. Okay. Um, I don't believe in deliverance in this area specifically. Like, of watching for porn? For me, okay. I've heard other people say, like, oh, they've been delivered from it or they've been, like, delivered from lust. <laughs> now, frankly, I don't believe them. I don't believe in that, the lust part. Because I'm like... And then, like, we're, we're talking about something that it's streaky. So you've been delivered up oh, until this point up right until, now. Uh, yeah, it's off but and you on. don't know what you're going to do in the future. Right. And I think that sometimes it's not very productive uh, in the Christian faith for us to speak in such absolutes. It's like, oh, I would never do that. We, you but, just start living. Like, you, you, you a teenager. Know. I would never question if I'm going to get a divorce. You just got married. Right. I would never do this with my kid. But you don't even have kids yet. Yeah. I will never watch porn again. Hmm. Well, you're 22, 22. so yes. what are the odds? Yeah. You, know, you have not experienced anything. And, and some people try to convince themselves that yeah. they are that's, totally done with that's something. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is helpful. Like, dog. And, and the reason I say that, and the reason I push, not push back on it, but the reason I, I say that is because, especially as like Christian influencers, we it benefits us to be delivered and to have arrived at a certain place within our spirituality within our walk with god where we read our bibles every day we pray every day we catechize our children we don't struggle with porn we don't listen to secular music we don't watch worldly movies Hmm. and we're just perfect and then we can proclaim that and everybody else in the audience who never gets to ask us pointed questions will believe it. And we have them feeling like being that way is possible on this side of heaven. Right. Mm. And that's the brand. <laughs> we got it. We got it all together. Mm-hmm. And after we like project that, we get all the credit for living that way when we really know deep down if we had integrity and if we really was being honest. We all fall short of that. 
yeah. So when we prop ourselves up like that, we get in the situation that you were in, yeah. where we're in a position of leadership. People are looking up to us. They, they think that whether it be Sav looking up to her boyfriend, wow, this is the, the pastor's kid. He's in leadership. This is the idealistic version, mm-hmm. the epitome of what a Christian man is supposed to be. Right. Or those kids in the youth group who didn't know and probably are just probably finding out that you were struggling with that. We make it impossible for us to confess. Mm. And what I believe that the that God is calling us to as brothers and sisters in Christ is to facilitate relationships where confession is something that happens all the time. All the time. That's great, Kaylin. And I know that, you know, it might just me be it might just be me idealistically wanting to be able to be a Christian influencer Hmm. who can just be honest. And if I said I watched porn yesterday, people will still rock with me, Hmm. even though I know they don't really want that. Mm -mm. Sometimes I'll be feeling like the audience wants to lie to them. So I like to make them feel good. I like to disrupt the frequency. Yeah, great. So it's like that's the reason why I'm saying, no, I don't think I could be delivered from Mm -hmm. because every day I don't let my guard down. Yeah, every day. I feel like if I let my guard down this year and just thought that I would be good. I'm a lust in a way that I feel like would be sinful. Hmm. So. Well, honestly, I feel like that helps me, too, because now that I am so much more educated about the topic (laughs) and all that, and like we talk about it all the time, like. I, I feel like we probably should talk about like how we got through that part, too, and like through that time and how just awful that was. Right. But I do feel like him saying like, oh, I'm not, I'm delivered from it. If he was like, oh, I'm delivered from it. I won't struggle with it again. Like, so sorry to hurt you. Like, I'll never do it again. Hmm. Then I would like actually hold him to that standard versus like, realistically, this is the last time I watched her. This is the last time I did this. And like, this has been really hard. But now we have the communication to be, for me to be able to like ask him when was the last time. Mm -hmm. And then even just like the fact that we both confessed it at a time that just like was not advantageous. Great. So like now we have that kind of like in our arsenal in our marriage too. But I feel like if you were like, Oh, I'm delivered from it. I'm never going to look at I like don't look at other women. Like they don't exist. Every mm. other girl's ugly. Like that's kind of a it's red not, flag. Like, no. It's yeah. Not it's not, it's, there's no way that that's possible. Right. And it, it's just so foundational to the faith. Like the Bible talks so much about confession. And Great. I think that sometimes we overlook it because it's not going to go on the Instagram. It's not going to make you look good. Mm-mm. And if from our position, it makes you lose status or lose authority. So we think. So we never get to practice that like every week. Um, and for me, like we're worse because because of it. Like it's, it's, it's so fundamental to me because a lot of people in a lot of like religions believe that you have to do better in order to be saved you can look it up we we believe that living like a more moral life like we can be good enough to be accepted by god yeah when the bible talks about our works being filthy racks like there's nothing that we can do that can earn us salvation Mm -hmm. so on a fundamental level it doesn't matter what we're confessing about because if we believe that we've actually been redeemed by the blood and the work of Jesus, then we shouldn't care about, I mean, we we, we care about the things that we struggle in, but we should be um, free to confess it. Great. But we care about our image. We care about our status. Our ego. So like when when I said that it was off of me, when I confessed it to Kyra, I felt free to say, hey, this is the dirtiest, ugliest sin that I ever 
could be confessing for me. Like it was mm -hmm. a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. But the Lord shielded me from the condemnation because there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Mm -mm. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, as a Christian influencer, I apply that now too. Mm. And I know I can, or in my head, I'd be thinking like, man, I kind of say I'm weak. I'm always on here complaining. Um, I have a question I'm going to ask y'all. But somebody had commented like, oh, wow, just another therapy session for Kaylin about our, talking about our podcast. And I'm just like, you don't see what we're doing. I'm coming on here and I'm just being honest about where I am. And that's, I know that that, that ain't that. I know some people don't drive with that. That's great. But it's like we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word, word of, of our, our testimony. testimony. God yeah. is working on me. Not just last week, where I can come on here and act like I'm an overcomer. No, he's working on me right now right. and next week. And I need to be able to like hop on here and say like, hey, still working through that porn thing. Or hey, still working with that lying thing. Or hey, still working with that greed thing. But we don't get that type of grace. And we the Christian influencers. That's wild. We're, you would think being that vulnerable and saying that and saying like, God is working on me now. He's going to work on me next week. I like you saying that. Um, you would think that that would be the relatable thing that because you, yeah, you like, think people home, want to hear yeah yeah they yeah, don't, yeah they don't want to hear that no they want to they want us to to be like picture like perfect yeah. yeah 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 which would be i guess ideal and perfect because i mean that's all what i guess reality tv is and stuff like that too but even still with like reality tv they like the not the drama of it but like you know the the dirtiness of it and stuff mm -hmm. like that and that's christian influencers with us sharing that and um it, i i think they like put it's like they put you on a pedestal like mm -hmm. just like same thing with like these celebrity pastors like you can't mess up like what are you talking about like we're all looking at you like but it's like Don't get caught either what's going on here like we're worshiping the person or like what right, something's right. something's mixed up like it, it's just so problematic to me because i'm like whether they're going to extend the grace to us or not mm -hmm. anybody that you think is perfect anybody that you put on a pedestal you're lying to yourself yeah mm -hmm. like I look at the camera. Nobody is perfect. Even the Christian influencers that we follow. Newsflash. We're, we're friends. Y'all yeah. know that we're not perfect. Yep. We've all been to the retreats. We've met the celebrity pastors, the people who write the books yep. on how to overcome certain things. They still struggle about the things that y'all feel like would disqualify for them, them for ministry. But it's like we have to be honest about what actually disqualifies people. Like, yes, there's egregious things. But, like, y'all really expect y'all pastor to be perfect? Do you think it's what these it's just do you think it's people saying stuff like saying things that sound like so set in stone like they say i always or i'll never do this again all those things and then getting caught or going back on their word to where people are just like oh well i have every right to feel this way like the audience do you think mm -hmm. it's because of that i think that we all want to like follow the leader who is aspirational mm -hmm. Like we do better in our jobs as influencers, as authors, as speakers, when we are aspirational to people. So to a certain extent, we can hide behind being too vulnerable. Oh, not everything is for everybody. So I'm just gonna keep this away from them. Right. When it's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point even last night about like subjectively, everybody's limit is different mm -hmm. and yes, there is a such thing as being overly vulnerable. But we all know individually when there's something that we should probably confess publicly and set our tail down and stop acting like we know all the answers. That's true. And when we don't do that, we know that that is like sin for us. Right. So yeah. for me, like I just can't get on here and act like I've arrived when I know. 
And here's the thing. There are people right now that will still put me on a pedestal. <laughs> and it's just like, no. Yeah. I don't want to be there. You did ask so you're like, you're so brave for so, telling your wife that you, know, you like, wow, well, he must right. have arrived. And I'm just like, no, I am you and, and you are me. Yeah. So for me, when I'm in the audience, when I'm reading somebody, when I'm listening to somebody, when I hear them talk in absolutes, I know that it's like a rhetorical tactic. Cause ain't nobody yeah. perfect but Jesus. Come on. When I, when I hear them lie through omission, when I hear in interviews like this, the hosts and co-hosts and friends ask each other questions that aren't specific, I know either subconsciously or consciously, they're all in on it. And I'm like, I, I'm sick of it. Right. I, I, I cannot even for a minute just sit and just have the surface level conversation when I feel like there's important work yeah. that needs to be done. And none of us are condemned in it. Right. Well, I feel like that confession era of our marriage, because it really was, it was like, well, okay, I've also done this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like really this confessional era. And then we had this like conversation of what it looks like going forward and how there's going to be consequences to our actions. But that doesn't mean like we should feel like guilty, shame, dirty, nasty for doing these things. But it's like, okay, how can we move on from this better right but i feel like yeah when you when you confess it it's it really changed our lives because we're like wow there really is freedom on the other end of it Mm. i'm like anybody can bring up porn at any moment and i don't even flinch i'm like okay period let's talk about it it. yeah you know the the really revealing question you can ask yourself this maybe when y'all are with your friends ask this question of your pastor of your leader your small group whatever I'll ask you guys, is there anything that would be irresponsible for you to confess? Just as a Christian, period. I'm not talking about as an influencer, but then that's the follow-up question. Explain. Irresponsible, irresponsible. Like in a marriage? Irresponsible. Or? Yeah, let's just do it straight to the influencer. Do you feel like there's anything as a Christian mm-hmm. that you could confess that you probably shouldn't? That's great. Like, uh, as from an influencer standpoint, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are things like about my past that I could go into depth about that people would be like, not a chance. You cannot say that. Mm -hmm. Not a chance. It it can like ruin the image that we create of ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you ask, is there a pastor right now? Like if you go to, you go to church on Sunday and your pastor gets up there and is saying, I am depressed right now. Does that disqualify him? That's wild. Is there anything yeah. that we can confess right now in this podcast that disqualifies us from where we are? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, in a carnal sense, in a secular sense, from a business sense, absolutely. Right. But in what? But yeah. But from like a biblical sense, like, yeah, again, everything ain't for everybody. And we can have like our actual accountability, people who can touch us that we are in constant communication to that we should be confessing mm-hmm. to. They can actually hold us accountable. But I think that there's just more... I think there's more ways that we could just be more real. And the reason I'm saying this is, I think from an audience standpoint, we can make people feel really bad for not living up to the standards that we project that we don't even live up to. And we know that there's stuff that we can just go on there and say that just make people feel like, hey, I'm just like you. Like I'm stepping off that pedestal that you put me on and coming right down with you and the important pointing to Christ. Right. Because we in this together and we growing together. So, I don't know, I just get really kind of pumped up about it because it's like, I know from our position, we just, 
we got to have it all together. And we project that. And people think we have it all together. But the truth is, that's a lie. Right now, in this moment, Josh and Sab don't have it all together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, I just, I honestly think it's crazy that people even think that. Like, I, not that I'm, like, blind to it, but I try to like ignore the praise and like that you guys are so perfect like you guys are this and that because i'm like no like i don't i don't like it but then it's like you go the the route of well i don't want my content to just be all about negative negative yeah. or you know like because when we turn the camera on eight times out of ten we're probably in a good mood right. or like not even a good mood like we're just we're fine and we're not dealing with the things that we deal with on a, and but then you also you'll have those sit down videos or you'll have a podcast where you just want to be vulnerable and just say it. But like, my content isn't going to be that. It's going to be the negative. Going to be the I'm going to tell you this how I'm feeling in this moment or whatever. Because one thing that you've been saying is like I'm not going to share stuff that especially that I'm going through and that it's I'm not going to speak. We've from yeah that. we've done a that. Way that that could be irresponsible. Right. Oh yeah, we've definitely been there. Like we've shared things while we're like in literally walking through it and then I'm like what am I doing? Like yeah. I'm not okay to and be reading comments sharing and, this yeah. and then like I'm over here like low key giving advice but I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is all twisted. Like, Cause like, yeah. I actually yeah, need your guys' help. Like, can someone help me? Like, hello. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I. It's wild. Yeah. Um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm over here just making sure these cameras don't go. I'm like, me and Caitlin talk about this. I'm recording. I timed it so I knew. Like, oh no, <laughs> we chilling. We good. Um, wow, that's great. I hope that. I pray that this would. Um, spark a conversation in in, in in your house no like truly like no and honestly it did change our lives that's great like it really did personally too huh oh yeah because yeah. then i felt like it's weird because like trust was so broken but then like what is trust if you don't know the truth that's so good and so it really actually taught me what trust is and then we went so much deeper because i'm like wow okay he confessed to me and then i confessed to him and yeah it's not cute at first like no. it's ugly there's conversations there's tears everyone you kind of feel like i don't even want to like live with you right now like what's happening but then you come back together and you figure out how you're going to move forward and then those conversations are never uncomfortable again because mm -hmm. it's like you've okay. been there done that yeah and we may be uncomfortable but well, not in that way, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. not in that mm -hmm. way. And I even told him too. like, I'm like, oh, if you came and like confessed kind of the same scenario to me, like, oh, I slipped up and I watched porn or I masturbated. I know that I would have a completely different reaction. Right. And I would, I think, have so much more of a graceful reaction. Approach. Yeah. yeah. Approach. Yeah. yeah. Trust would still be broken and there would still be consequences, like, of course. But I think it would be completely different just because our relationship is different. Yeah. I feel like we can definitely like piggyback off of that because we like some of the worst lowest moments like in our relationship marriage like it only makes you better it really it's does. like so Truly. cheesy yeah. i know but Depending i'm like on how you handle it yeah like i'm so grateful for like the worst things we've been through mm -hmm. because we wouldn't be where we are without it and it just has made us closer yeah why do y'all think that people i just want to know you guys opinion i think you guys have talked about this on your podcast that um <laughs> like why people think marriage is just whack people our age or people younger or whatever because not that they're saying that it's whack but i mean you see on social media people don't want to get married they don't want to get married they don't want to you know and i know it's different especially like if you're a christian or whatever um but like what do you say about to the people that are 
Because that, you open yourself up to be told that your husband's been watching porn and you're four months postpartum in a shower. Right. Like, who wants to sign up for no. a hurt like that? Yeah. And also, like, when you love someone deeply and vulnerably and, like, he knows everything about me. Like, you just open yourself up to, like, the greatest hurt you could ever experience mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I totally get why people are like, mm. well, then also you have this responsibility, accountability to another person yeah. where it's like, I can't just go realistically. I can't just go do whatever I want because I have a spouse mm -hmm. and he has a say in how, what I do and how I behave yeah. in my life. Same vice versa. Yeah. People so hear I that. get why people don't want that. But I yeah. feel like, cause we talked about this, I think a couple months ago where it's like, I don't want to get like grim because sometimes we talk about like death and how that would be and stuff like that. But we're always just like, honestly, if something were to happen, like we know that we gave our all, mm -hmm. like we have loved each other, like so raw and vulnerably and like the most real it can get for us. And like, you can never regret that. Like if something were to happen to one of us or something like that, like we have experienced the greatest gift I think of marriage. Hmm that you can possibly get. And so I always think the upside is better because I'm like, I know that I have been like loved unconditionally by my spouse, which I know a lot of people are trying to work to that, trying to get to that. Right. Some never get it, but I'm like, it's such a beautiful thing when you have it. But when we talk like this, it's not, it don't seem like something people it's would not attractive. want. No, but mm. I think that, you I'm know, like, how could you not? Want we're like, it? yeah, I mean, so yeah, we feel invincible. We feel like we're going to be young forever. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that, you know, sometimes the single people who aren't looking for relationships and feel like they don't need people. I personally think that they don't extrapolate singleness to its logical conclusion to the furthest extent. To the fullest, so it's yeah. like, yeah, you want to be single right now, but if you don't find somebody within whatever period of time, would you really want to be single for the rest of your life? Like, do you really want to just be solo dolo for the rest of your life? And I'm just like, I know in this world Probably now with not. social media where it's so hard to make friendships and it's so yeah. hard to find people. Like it's hard to find your companion and people don't want to settle. I, I get that. Nope. But it's like, if you do, like if you're blessed enough to be able to find somebody that you can possibly make a relationship work with and it doesn't look like being perfectly compatible. I don't even know what that means. I don't believe in that personally. Well, and like we were talking earlier, like we're so opposite. But like, but yeah, we get along. Yeah. So yeah, so if you're blessed enough to find somebody you can make it work with, you have a built-in lifelong partner mm -hmm. and that's like the bible talks about man is not meant to be alone no nope. yeah like, i don't know have y'all been alone for like exterior extended periods of time i i honestly haven't but even when Kyra go on vacation you can call it codependency i don't know hey <laughs> no same. i, no, I yeah. don't like being alone i hate sleeping alone. i'm like drake I, I can't. I don't want to do. I start thinking about porn. I'm just Wait, No, and you bet when I get home, I'm like, so you right. have anything to tell me? She just be ruining the whole did you, life. Did you struggle? struggle <laughs> that's silly. No, that's that's real though. And I think being opposites, because we're opposites. And can I be honest? It took me a minute to realize that we were opposites and like actually just come to terms with it because same get, like dating i'm like i feel like you try to make your partner look like you because it'll be easier yeah, like I'm, if you could just be just like me you would understand me oh easily oh, yeah. yeah and i'm like oh we we're in the same industry like she does this she 
yeah. we like the same thing. Oh, we're compatible. Like this is my boo. We're soulmates. Like, this is, we're soulmates. Like this. No, is literally, it. you think like, oh, it's destined. Destined yes. lovers. Like, and then real stuff start happening. And it, who cares if you like the same music? Right. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, but this man think, just said he's watching porn. I don't care what music he listens to. But do y'all think that people change for their partners? Like, do y'all think that, like. For them is such a strong word. Oh, I but think they do. I think yes. I mean, that's what marriage is. It's like it's not. That's not what it is. Like it's not changing. But you yeah. are literally dying, and you're becoming one with right. somebody else. So I mean, to a certain extent, yes. Well, I feel like that was like a struggle too, where I would try to be like the person he liked, but then it like was weird for me because I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, how do you want me to behave? How do you want me to talk? Yeah. Where do you want me to put my stuff at? And you kind of become like a robot, and it's like, well, that's not good either. No, like that that was not well, good. Uh, in, that was not a good marriage, era for us either. In marriage, it could be like, yeah, I guess yeah, in any relationship. What I'm talking about mostly though is like, there's somebody right now who's dating some dude or some girl who they got. They're saying. Man, this person, my partner, has all the all these great qualities. But if I can just change this about him, mm-hmm. it'll be perfect. And it's grass just like, is greener syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if it is fair to try and change people. No. Like, well, I don't think you're gonna get every single ten out of ten aspect of a of no. a person. No. I just don't think people like that exist. Like, no. do y'all feel like y'all have changed anything about each other? Like, I'm wearing these shoes right now. I don't even really like, but Kyra like them. Kyra like them? Yeah, like, I, I think little things like that for sure, but I agree with you that, like, if if Josh, like, changed something major about me or if I felt like I had to change something major, then I would just end up resenting him because I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't even want to do that. Or, like, yeah. I don't even, that's not even actually me. Right. So I feel like little, like, style things or, like, just fun, like, silly things like that, and I think that's fine. But I don't think, like, major things about you should change. Like, the superficial can change. Yeah. But, like... I mean, I've had to tell Kyra, like, hey, I am this way Hmm. and I am not changing in certain things. Like, I'm not going to, okay, if I'm like a direct speaker, um, I can learn to be like more gentle, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to become just super passive. Like, if I'm a natural leader, I'm not going to just stop. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, I'm not changing. But for CBH, you really did kind of change. Well, I can become. When we were dating, I can grow in those areas. When we were dating, I remember his dad like popped off on him in the kitchen because he was like, and this wasn't even about me, but he was telling Caitlin like, you cannot talk to everybody the same. Like you're, mm. you lost your mind. Mm. Like you cannot just go to every single person and be like, boop, boop, boop. This is how it is. And then we got married, and I'm like, do you remember when your dad told you that? Because I feel like that really applies. Like I'm very like soft spoken and like you really don't need to like yell at me to get your point across, which you never did. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like you yelling. don't need to be, I just mean like when I'm like growing up, like how my parents right, were and stuff, right. like I really didn't get yelled at anything like that. So I'm like, you don't have to be like, I am a leader and I am masculine and mm-hmm. you like do this or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you just don't need to talk to everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, it's the, again, it's growing. Like I'm a natural challenger, mm-hmm. but oh, gosh. it's like if you <laughs> a hammer. <laughs> And that's all you is. Everything is a nail. So yeah. I can learn to just be challenging sometimes Great. when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, developing, getting more tools in the toolbox and then applying to different situations. Yeah. But it's like if, yeah, there's just certain things about me that I wouldn't change because I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. And I don't feel like God made a mistake. Like we always talk about it where it's like we don't like sometimes when people will come up to us and act like we're broken and they'll pity us. 
and they'll just be like, God has so much more for you mm. in this area. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if I'm what always if he doesn't? thinking yeah. that I need to be more Doing or that more, there's more yeah, for me, yeah. but I'm never content where I am. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I'm just going to have this thorn? It's not me being defeated. It's just like on this side of heaven, I'm not going to be perfected. Yeah. yeah. So like stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I used to think being like how emotional I was was like I was literally just like gonna the say the biggest that. flaw of life. Like I have to get it together. Like I need to be more this way because other women are that way. And it's like, well, okay, yes. Like there definitely is a way that I feel like I could handle my emotions in a better way that mm-hmm. is more controlled without like lashing out on people or like literally making myself sick, like not able to eat because I'm so emotional. Mm-hmm. To be like, okay, actually God made me with like all a, a beautiful range of emotions and it's okay. But like, how can I be sanctified in this area? But yeah. it's, it's not that anything's wrong with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, can you, I can fully admit to that emotional thing. Like I used to, and she would probably feel this way because how I reacted to when she would like cry or go through something where I'm just like, like, why are you crying? Why are you doing that or whatever. And in the very beginning, I would literally straight up say like, what are you crying for? Like, what's the, what is the point of you doing that? And now we have these conversations and I see it and. I feel like you would have thought that that's why you thought that something was wrong um, with, with her. Yeah, same thing. Like, I felt like I needed to just, like, not cry. Yeah. Like, I need to figure out how can I not let situations this. affect me that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, I need to just, yeah, literally just figure out how I can not cry. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing you just said. Like, God made you that way. And, like, yeah. that's can be something beautiful. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. And it's literally not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I used to want to, like, change that. Definitely yeah, same. Too. Yeah. Like I, I grew up being super like overly emotional. Like I'm a cry baby. Like mm-hmm. I, I cry a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. So I think though that I cried a lot because I, I wasn't able to like express myself any other way. So I probably now overcompensate by like talking too much and oversharing. But to me, that's how I liberated myself and was able to like let what was happening internally I was able to finally express it. Like I have words for these big emotions now. Right. Um, so I wanted Kyra to like grow in that too. Yeah. But in my wanting her to grow in that, it was kind of this assumption that, or this like assumption slash base belief that there was something wrong with her just having emotions. Right. Yeah. And like, which I definitely did need to get a grip, like for sure. Like, no, me too. Me too. But if you never over communicate your emotion, your emotions, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just accepting that we're different and just learning how to communicate and also listen and be quiet and not try and fix everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, this was very encouraging. This was encouraging for us. Um, and I Definitely. know for us, that and I even tried to do that on purpose. Oh, I didn't even notice. I, I didn't even notice. I, I ain't heard Joe Dosco. But no, um, we could talk for so long. No, literally. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, could keep going. We could keep it going. Hour, but... I just want to thank you guys for coming on here and just for forget just this podcast, but just being vulnerable and sharing you guys lives on social media, in your books, in your newsletters, in your community, everything that you guys do, um, because I know it inspires it encourages people. It convicts people like it. Thank you. It, uh, it it's needed. It's needed. Mm-hmm. And the there's not of, people doing it. No, either. at yeah. all. So we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, we love y'all too. I don't know what we gonna do, how long this gonna be, but this is this, this was fun. 
You got anything? Wait, I know you hate when I say that. No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. You got something in your teeth. Are you? It's a tiny black you're though. You're lying. No, I'm dead serious. It's a tiny black though. It's j- but look, see Babe. how far that camera is? You they can't see it. It's good. You good. Oh, right here? Yeah, see, tiny. But why wouldn't you tell me that? I'm just now telling you. At the end? All right, I you love almost you. had a right. room, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you guys, and we will see y'all next week. Bye.